on episode 38 of the podcast, we're going to talk about bull bars, roped in, and a tough subject. So that the last one could get deep. We'll see how things go. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Luke Who's Talking podcast with me, Luke. What a plot twist that is. How are you going? I hope you're well out there. Good. I don't know why there was an awkward long pause there for. I was waiting for a response. Of course, you can't give me all well, you can, but eh, whatever. Anyway, now let's get into the first story. Now, the other day, I, I met up with a friend and... Um, what I haven't seen for a while, and I don't know why, but somehow we got into the conversation of bull bars. Now, for those of you out there who don't know what a bull bar is, I don't know why you wouldn't know what a bull bar is, but basically it's just like a nudge bar that vehicles have, some vehicles have, you know, trucks have them, four-wheel drives have them, utes have them, you know, two utes <laughs> have that's for all you uh, Joe Pesci fans out there. Two Utes. Um, they have, um, I mean, you can put a bull bar on anything. But this friend of mine, he said, now why aren't they called cow bars? Why are they called specifically a bull bar? And that's an interesting thought. Maybe here in Australia we should call them kangaroo bars because... You know, if you're driving an outback Australia or in the bush or anywhere or on a country road, you need a bar for your car because if you hit a roo, um, can do damage. So, yeah, why are they called bull bars? Why not cow bars? Why not sheep bars? Why not, like, kangaroo bars? Why not elephant bars? Do you reckon in Africa they have, like, they have an elephant bar on their cars? Or a... Um, like an antelope bar or a springbok bar or something like that. Do we have sheep bars in New Zealand, Heather? Do you have sheep bars? Is that what you call them? Or do you still call them bull bars? I, this, I'm, <laughs> this is just a simple question. Why is it called a bull bar? And I'm trying to drag it out to make it seem vaguely interesting and so the podcast has some sort of length to it. Yeah, but um, it's an interesting thought. You know, it's a bull bar. Why is it called a bull bar for is it to bull you out of the way like but then you can get nudge bars which aren't as huge and aggressive the door is i've got it closed but it's like oh there's a ghost it's doing weird stuff oh can you hear it oh anyway yeah back to bull bars why are they called bull bars? Why not cow bars? Why not bovine bars? Why not sheep bars? You know you can get a nudge bar which is like a little, it's like a nudge bar is a bull bar that hasn't grown up yet. But that's just an interesting thought. If you know why bull bars are called bull bars, tweet me. I could have just Googled that, but eh, I mean, why? I'm, I'm lazy. I refuse to do research. Anyway, let's get into the next story, which hopefully might be uh, an actual story, not just me making wild statements about why a bull bar is called a bull bar, but it's not, but I don't know. So I'm sure uh, somebody out there, well, everybody out there has a has a, a friend or 
like somebody they deal with, whom's a very ex. Oh, I don't know. Is eccentric the right word? I don't know. Get sidetracked and that sort of stuff quite easily, or I'll oh, just say an interesting character. Yeah. Well, there's one of those people in my life now. They are actually um, one of my healthcare professionals, right? And they help me a lot with various things. And they get sidetracked, I think it's fair to say, quite easily. And I think they would also admit that they get sidetracked very easily. So this next story is something that happened just, you know, I think it was last week or whatever. And it was just a whole, uh, yeah, loop of stuff. (laughs) A couple of hours, things changed and flip-flopped a bit. Can I say that? I don't know. Anyway, so uh, I got a message from this uh, Sam, who's my uh, uh, healthcare professional. We'll say that. I'll just refer to him as Sam. And got a message from him saying, oh, come to the hospital. We're going to make a movie. So I was like, okay. So I finished work, went to the hospital, went in, uh, made my way to, to their office, and they had um, their phone there. With Filmic Pro on it. There you go, the app. And uh, we're looking at that, playing with that, figuring out that app. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to make a movie or a short film about, you know, this. Because I can't go and speak at a conference tomorrow. Actually, no, like today. I can't go and speak at a conference in a couple of days. So I'm going to make a movie or a film to send to them. So like, okay, righto. So we came up with like a very loose idea of at least how said film was going to start we didn't we hadn't figured out how it was going to end yet but anyway so we went and we filmed a bit of stuff on how you know that um a a few a few scenes on how you know the film was going to start off pretty much the basic concept was it was going to be a patient going to see a doctor. They were not engaged with the process at all. And then there was going to be some sort of epiphany happen where things would change and then the patient would be engaged with the situation. That's sort of what we're getting at. So, okay, how do you show that? So we did some bits of the patient, which was me, being uh, not interested in the process of going to the doctor. Okay, fine, cool, excellent. We filmed a bit of that stuff. And then we just sort of floated around the hospital and harassed some people briefly for a moment, made our way back to Sam's office. And then they were like, oh, well, I've, oh, I've edited on the phone. And then we, I've then said, no, uh, how about you just send me the files and I'll do it on the computer. So then that was a process and a half figuring out, hmm, how can we do this? I mean, it was harder than what it should have been so then we got the files onto my phone we airdropped them he and um then like the next well actually that night i got home got them off the computer uh, off the phone onto the computer and into some editing software anyway so that happened and then it was like oh i've got to go to uh, this person's house to pick some artwork do you want to come so i said oh yeah sure okay so we got outside uh, of the hospital and we started walking towards 
vehicles and uh, so Sam was like, oh, so you're driving because uh, my keys are still in the office. So I went, okay, is this allowed? And she's like, yeah, you know, yes, it's fine. So <laughs> we then uh, walked to my vehicle and I then drove longer than uh, I think we both expected to get to this person's house. We picked out a, a, a like... I'm using the term house loosely. It was a um, borderline an estate. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was it was a big house. We drove there, picked a, a painting, drove back to the hospital. But what was happening on the trip to said house and back to said house was typical just high, can't sit still situation. So Sam had plugged her phone into my car and started would play like a 10 seconds of a song but like oh what's this song so you know all the way on the way you know from the hospital to the house and then from the house back to the hospital we were playing uh guess this song so it's like oh what's this song oh you know and if i didn't get it i was like oh geez oh, you should have known that my goodness so um yeah, that was an interesting afternoon, getting roped into something and then that escalating into me driving uh, halfway across town, pretty much. Actually, no, across town and a little bit further to get a painting and then back to the hospital. But, oh my, yeah, it was, uh, it was, a, it was an afternoon. It was an interesting afternoon, that's for sure. Wasn't expecting it. Does anything like that ever happen to you? It's like you go to the hospital or you go to see somebody and you think, we just got to do this one thing. It's going to be pretty casual. And then that then escalates into you doing just a heap of stuff all afternoon. Let me know if it's ever happened to you. I'd be interested to know. Now, this uh, last topic. Or the la- okay, yeah, the last the topic of this last little story uh, could be a bit heavy maybe for, for uh, somebody or some people, I should say. So, um, once again... When was it? Uh, a couple of days ago, I went to a bit of a. It wasn't a. I don't know if I'd say it was a book launch, but it was just a woman who she had written a book, and a, a, a talk with an author. I'll say that like a Q and A talk with an author. Now this woman, um, a few years ago, she was very spiritual. I'll say that. A few years ago, um, her husband. I think it was about eight, nine years ago. Her husband, um, died. So the book, I haven't read it. I know some listeners out there. I know at least one listener um, out there probably has read this book. Uh, and it, I can't even remember what it was called. Waiting for Angel, I think it was called. Anyway, it was just this, this woman wrote about um, her, I guess, journey, how she coped with the death of her husband, um, the build up to it and, and all that sort of stuff. And it's it's promoting having and starting conversations about death, which it is. I look. So I'm going to talk about that, right? I'm not going to talk about the book, really. I haven't read it or anything. But you know, it was an interesting evening. Um, and yeah, I'll just say I think, regardless of where you're at in life, if you're old, if you're not, if you're young, if you're fit, if you're unwell or whatever I think that starting and having a conversation and I think just talking about like a a death in general 
probably isn't a bad thing. Um, you know, if family or friends or whatever, and you just be like, oh, you know, or even talking about um, people maybe in your life whom have died recently or whatever, you know, or, or those sorts of things. Um, so I don't really know where I'm going with this. Jeez. But it's, can I say death is a little bit, it's like, it's a little bit like talking about sex. You know, it's not really something... It's a bit of a tabooish, ooh, you know, that's a bit spicy sort of subject, but it shouldn't be. It should be just because it, it's going to, it's a thing that exists. You can't ignore it. So I think it's just it's something that maybe should happen a little bit more in society and just try and make it a bit more of a, I can't say a casual conversation, but just start having maybe some conversations with some people or whatever. I mean, I don't know, it might be a bit bit spicy to go if you're at your parents' house or if your grandparents' house or whatever and be like, yeah, so um, what would you like? How would you like to die? I mean, that's probably not really something that you could necessarily, that's probably not how you could start the conversation. But um, I think, but as how do you start these conversations? I don't know. But I think they are some conversations, they are conversations that I I think people need to maybe start having a little bit more and just try and, you can't make that subject a casual subject, right? It's impossible. But just try and make it just a little bit less daunting. And it's just so you know, what people want, what they'll want, etc. when I guess it's their time. I don't know. I've, oh, that's just, oh, gush, gush, that was a bad. I don't know. Yeah. Talk about things, people. Talk about them. Ugh. Well, that is it for this episode of the Luke Who's Talking podcast. I've, honestly, I'm slightly reeling from the last story because I was like, oh, yeah, let's talk about this. Woo, I'll throw it out there. And then I got into it and I was like, I have no idea what I'm saying. I have no idea what I'm saying. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, I hope you'll tune in in a fortnight's time or so for another one. And is today Black, Fl- Black Friday? I think it is. So get yourself a bargaroonie on the interwebs, and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.